0: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Honey, they don't call it a job for nothing.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Today, we are covering the finale of And Just Like That, the return of Samantha Jones and Annabelle Brownstein. <gasps> Brownstein? Brownstein? Did I say it right? Yeah, I don't I think know. You did. That's, that voice on the line is <laughs> Hannah Brown. She's been joining me for these recaps. <laughs> Hannah, how are you?
2: Oh, my gosh. I'm great, Dan. Thank you so much for having me back. And I want to let you know that Thanks to you, your impact, I've been listening to Beast on repeat for the last week because I loved, and I'm not just blowing smoke because we're very good friends. Uh I loved your interview with Adina Menzel. Oh, I thought it was incredible. You. And she was like very, very cool. You she never know cool. with like a Broadway icon if you're gonna get like insufferable like Theater kid energy, and I'm saying that as a proud theater kid myself, or like grounded cool energy. And she like seemed like the ultimate cool girl. I
1: thought she had a cool energy too, I and loved I loved her. Sometimes with interviews, it's interesting. People take them Some people like stuff, some people don't. Sometimes I'll like love an interview, and then mm-hmm. people will not like it. Other times I'll be like, oh, that was not great, and then other people love it. So it's hard for me to tell. Yeah. So I love to hear that because I really did like her.
2: Oh, she was awesome. I thought
1: she was cool and chill and and all of the things and
2: I loved like hearing like someone who's so for lack of a better term iconic be like oh yeah I kind of get like the older I get and the more successful I get the more insecure I am I was like <sighs> that is such a vulnerable like cool thing to say because like just to know that someone that talented has imposter syndrome sometimes is like really awesome and relatable.
1: Totally. And I think of her as like a really like good voice. And yeah. And I know we laugh at that song Beast. And, but but I'm it's unironic gen- yeah, about yeah, I it. <laughs> I love it. It I've- starts as irony. And then by a week or two into it, you're like, oh, wait, I think I might actually just enjoy this song.
2: At the end of this week, like, <laughs> it, I'm like, it's going to be in my Spotify wrapped. Like, you heard it here first. Like, I've listened Number to it one. so many times. Like, I'm alone so in my car being like, I'm a beast, baby. And then when I saw a TikTok that, like someone was like, it sounds like a track from Chromatica. I was like, that explains everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: It really does. Yeah. Hit it home. Hit it home. Uh Hannah, I also have to mention that on the podcast feed it's listing you and I know we've made this distinction a million times For on the, the love of
0: fucking God. For the love God. of fucking
1: God. It's still listing you as the Hannah Brown from the Bachelor World. So I'm still getting messages of people being like, "Oh, I thought that was the Bachelor or Bachelorette Hannah or something." But that you're works. a different Hannah Brown, and I don't know how to change on the podcast on Apple Podcasts. I don't either. It has her picture on it for oh. these episodes, and I'm like, "I don't know how to change that."
2: <laughs> well, I um had something recently where I was being asked like, "Oh, how do you want to be credited?" And I'm like, "Let's just go with Hannah A Brown at this point because that's my social handles, like hopefully someday I'll get to just have my name without people thinking I'm Alabama Hannah. She's like a cockroach. I can't get rid of her. I don't.
1: Yeah, I don't know, really know much about her. The other last than thing she did was she. Her.
2: So yeah, the last thing she did was that show where like you pretend to be a Navy SEAL, and I
1: think she won. Is so that she, the toughest? The one Sandoval's doing? Yes. Yes. Like, shorts did, no, Shorts did the Mars. show. He did show. Stars
2: on Mars, but <laughs> Sandoval's doing
1: What this, the fuck is going on? The strike needs to end because I, if that's the content crazy. we're getting, we need a This cool is it. getting
2: crazy. But yeah, she won that show. She won, she wins like every reality show she touches. So like she will never go away, but. It does feel personal at this point.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of personal, I know we're going to get to end just like that. You could fast forward if you don't want to hear this part, but yeah. I do want to ask you a question because we're both fall lovers. I'm sort of fully in autumnal mode already. Me too. And I'm just I'm embracing. We were just talking about soups <laughs> before we started recording, like soups. a full conversation about soups because we're both in soup season. Yeah. And I was texting you because I wanted to know your top three. So I had you prepare mm-hmm. your top three autumnal films. Mm -hmm. Because this will be your last episode. You'll come back, I'm sure, and we'll cover something else. We'll do another episode. Maybe you'll join me on a tour date or two. Who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, But uh, I wanted to know your autumnal list. Three movies that everyone should be watching. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be scary movies. Mm -hmm. I know people sometimes think Halloween movies, Mm -hmm. which we love as well. Mm -hmm. But what are your top three autumnal movies? And I'd like us to discuss those.
2: Okay. Okay i'm gonna give you the most basic answers of all time um and i i looked at a listicle from oprah to prepare for this yeah we're still doing the work yeah we're doing the work um but my top three will forever be you've got mail (gasps) yeah practical magic yeah and hocus pocus
1: sure what about you yeah i was well i was trying to think outside the box obviously practical magic of course and what I came to realize is there's also, like, this subcategory of movies where I feel like they're, like, late summer, yes. August movies. Yes. Like, I was thinking Now and Then feels very, like, late August. Back to, to school time. Doesn't it? Yes. Like, it just feels like August energy. But
2: The Sandlot feels like June-July energy. Exactly. It's early summer.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I think um, I love... I love sort of late summer, early fall. Mm-hmm. I had just rewatched Only You, which I had to buy because it's not streaming. Oh, yeah, I have that which one Which I know we both love that movie. Mm-hmm. But I was wanted to ask you about this because I was like, what season is that?
2: To me, that's summer.
1: Okay. Okay. Because it starts with like an Ouija board, which feels fall. Very fall. That's the opening scene. And then when they're in Rome, I feel like they're always kind of like got long sleeves on. I love the the outfits in that movie. Oh, so good. So good. Peak nineties fashion. But it feels, I was like, I wonder if Hannah thinks, when does she think this is the ideal time to watch that movie?
2: See? and Yeah. I think I first saw it and fell in love with it in the summer, like when mm. I was a kid. So I think I always associate it with just like a fun, loosey goosey, like summer vibe. But there's in the beginning, that scene where faith is like, okay, have a great holiday. So it's a holiday weekend.
1: Oh yeah. Labor day. So it's Labor, yeah, Labor day, day
2: weekend. So you make a strong case for late, summer early fall. Right?
1: Okay. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one that is not on your list that I wanted to mention was Mermaids. I feel <gasps> like is such a good fall movie mm-hmm. with Cher and uh, Winona Ryder and Christina Ricci. Oh really God. Christina Ricci's whole filmography is like either August, September, October.
2: You're right cuz you have <laughs> Casper, um Yellow Jackets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the coziest fall. The coziest. Content.
2: Well, on this list I was looking at, they were also mentioning like Dead Poet Society. Remember the Titans. Um, mm. Mystic Pizza. Like movies that, yeah, kind of have that like late summer fall feeling. And I was like, oh, those are some movies that I really need to dig into because I always go back to my constants, the ones mm-hmm. I mentioned. But like, there are there are a lot of good cozy fall type movies. It follows to me gives fall.
1: It follows. Okay. Yeah, which
2: is very. It's a little spooky, but it's it's really good. You know what I? What bothers me though about this season? Hope
1: floats. Do you think that's summer? Yes, it feels a little folly though, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, like I think summer, it's like th-
1: I think that one has like a filter on it, so it's got it's giving like yellows and oranges and browns.
2: You know what's a fall movie? What? Stepmom
1: for sure, hundred percent. Oh yeah. my gosh, 100%. Julia
2: Roberts' little like knit caps and they're all in cozy sweaters and, in cozy sweaters, and that gorgeous oh, house that they live in. Oh, fuck me, I'm gonna start crying <laughs> right now. <Fuck>
1: <laughs> and my fear is, no, I won't do the monologue.
2: Oh my god,
1: she'll be thinking, I wish my mom were and mine is. She, she won't. won't. Okay. Right. Um, let's get to it just like that because okay. people are going to complain. Uh, what did you think of Samantha Jones' return?
2: Not long enough, but I we know. knew that that was going to be the case.
1: I, I was trying to look at it through the lens of what they intended, which was to be a surprise. So mm-hmm. initially they had said that they didn't want that information to get out. They wanted people to tune into this episode and be surprised. There's Kim Cattrall. Now there was an interesting interview with Michael Patrick King, who wrote and directed this episode Mm -hmm. in Variety. I think it was Kate Arthur who we love, but he she did an interview post it airing, Mm -hmm. and he said that he didn't direct that scene because he has a tenuous is that a word tenuous tenuous relationship with Kim Cattrall, and I found like reading the subtext of that interview was so interesting (gasps) because he's like oh I was on I was directing another scene with Anthony and the boyfriend.
2: And, and Giuseppe.
1: And I was like, man, they had to like bring in a different director. Kim Cattrall got paid ass loads of money to do that one scene. I bet you she got some sort of development deal with HBO to do some other series because she did not want to do it. And that's all she gave them was that little moment. So I think it, was unfortunate that it teased us wanting more next season. I know. When I don't think we're going to get that.
2: No. But, just like we didn't get Aiden's farmhouse.
1: I know. Fuck that. Or I, the Hamptons. You know, this whole series really made me turn on Aiden. Like I- a lot. Ah! ah! <laughs> <He's> crying. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <Yeah. laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> i should have been there
1: <laughs> so we're gonna talk about his whole fucking five-year thing
2: i've had enough i've
1: had enough of aiden i, I mean like I, the way what he did
2: i literally i watched it twice i watched it last night kind of wine drunk and then i watched it again this morning to take notes and last night i literally in the scene where he like throws the rock at her window and, you know, tells her everything. I was screaming at my TV. I was like, no, no. Oh my God. And I like, I I was shocked.
1: Yeah. Cause okay. He said five years. He's like, give me five years until fuck-ass Wyatt, is out of his teens, because Wyatt was 14, but he turns 15 in a week. And I just thought it was so weird to say, like, five years. Five years. Does it, wasn't it, like, in a weird number? Yeah, And I wondered, it was like, did they want to just have that parallel with Seema, because Seema's guy had to take five months away?
2: Five months, five years, potato-potato.
1: And you, we all know how time and space works on the show, which last week's episode ended, and this week's episode, like, began at the same time, yeah. where normally in between episodes, it's like, Five months, six yeah, months, ten two year, years— who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, where are we going to open next season? Is it going to be five months away? Is it going to be five years away? It's anyone's guess.
2: I know, and I was also well. Are we going chronologically? Yeah,
1: well, no, we do whatever we want. We, here. Do, we do what we want. Get on the train or get off, people.
2: <laughs> where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> um, I was. Also, really confused because they had that conversation where Aiden's like, "Wait, let me pull up my notes really quick because I want to make sure." I was this at well.
1: the end? When this was at the end. He showed up and finally went into that apartment. Yeah, after making he, such a big fucking stink about it.
2: After being a little bitch the entire season, right. being like, "I can't go in." Then he just marches through over the threshold. Oh, like, like it's see, nothing. it wasn't that
1: hard. Yeah, I saw someone online say, like, you if you can't enter the apartment, you shouldn't be entering Carrie. You know, like what? If, that is true. Like, come on. That is true. Yeah.
2: He comes in, he's like, I don't have luggage. Come sit down. Come on. I don't know where this accent's coming from, but he basically Uh, reveals, he's like, he's like, I gotta go right back because Wyatt needs me. And he's like, you know, he had shrooms and beer in his system. Where do you even get magic mushrooms? he needs a lot of watch in that one. And basically he's like, the kids don't really give a shit about their mom. I need to be there. And I was like, what you're doing is you're raising codependent losers. Oh, totally. The fact that you're willing to give up your entire life, your relationship, because Wyatt had a temper tantrum by way of doing mushrooms and drinking some beer and driving your truck. Like you're going to reward him for that by literally dropping everything you have going on.
1: Also, I find it so confusing because it's like we met the uh, mother of yeah. the kid, and she seems like a great mother. Like yeah. she was concerned about Carrie writing about her kids, so to then act like she's not enough of a parent, like, right? Or because she, she can't travels do it for work
2: and has a boyfriend, like God forbid.
1: And then he said something. There was a line where he said something like, "Well, even when she's around, or even when they're at her place, they still need me at home or whatever." And I was just thinking, like, I feel like we're taking all the power away from the mother. I know, and we've known that she was a good mother. She was concerned about her kids. She confronted the new girlfriend. Yeah. So it's so strange to me.
2: And then when he did that whole bit where he's like, 10 years went by like that. Oh and then God. he's like, five years will go by like, and then he just holds his fingers together and Carrie goes, are you going to snap them?
1: <laughs> Don't you feel like <laughs> this is mean and we're going to be nitpicky. That's what we're doing here on yeah. the show. But I feel like they really thought they did something with that snap. Do you know what I mean? Like Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was so I irritated picture, by like,
1: they just really thought like, like they did it like that was like a very good dramatic like button or something do yeah. you know and yes. I just imagine like the directing on set and stuff where it's like okay now don't click it just hold it and just we saw that it. scene of like Aiden like at the car and just looking at Carrie up the window
2: and Carrie's like holding her cat <laughs> named Chu
1: <laughs> also it's so uh, the fact that they bought this new place for Carrie and Aiden and the kids mm-hmm. to live in and Aiden's just telling you now that Oh, by the way, like I'm not going to be living there. I'm going. And Carrie's like, "Well, I already got rid of my old apartment, and I got this new big ass place." And it's like, "What is the financial situation here?" Because before Carrie and Aiden had a hard time going, they couldn't go to a fucking hotel, I know. right? Because she said that there was a line in where she's like, "Oh, it's too ex- it's too expensive to be living out of a hotel." So they used Che Diaz's apartment. Yeah. So it's like, well. You obviously have tons of money to just throw away on this place that Aiden ain't going to be in for five years.
2: So what's she going to do with like the other like three bedrooms? Like it's just going to be more closets.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't want her to leave that apartment. I
0: don't and, either. And by
1: the way, I wrote this down. Like, do women leave bras in their apartment for other tenants? Like, what was that about?
2: Fucking Lizette. Do you know what I'm saying yes.
1: She left her bras. She goes,
2: oh my God, she left me the bras. Like as Anthony and Giuseppe were having like an important conversation. Classic Lisette. I think
1: they added a boner to the Giuseppe.
2: (laughs) What do you mean?
1: When they were making out in that closet.
2: Oh, he had a boner? And
1: people were like coming through. I swear there was like a tent being pitched in there. And I don't know. I didn't know if that was like a a choice or I don't think it was accidental.
2: no. Because this whole thing is that he has a giant dick.
1: Yeah. But in real life, like he's been nude. The actor has been nude in other things. And Mm -hmm. some listeners have pointed that out to me. You can Mm -hmm. look it up for yourselves. But so look it up and then maybe revisit this conversation because I don't want to like give any more information away. But look that up and it maybe doesn't match narratively Mm -hmm. with these however big the penis is in this show.
2: Speaking of boners, Mm. do you remember? Wait, Wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. No, please. I'm so sorry. No, please. I apologize.
2: No, of course.
1: But I just need to know, like, do women wear each other's bras? Like, is that a thing? I don't. Like, would you be weirded out if somebody, like, had a really nice bra, Mm -hmm. and they were like, here, keep it?
2: Mm Hmm. If it was, like, a Carrie bra, I would probably okay. wear
1: it. Okay, okay. Nope. I probably
2: would, because they're cute and probably really expensive and, like, would look pretty, like, under, like, a dress or a top, like, showing okay. a little bit, like, peeking out classic carry.
1: Okay, good. I just needed to know that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But,
2: I, but I, I am curious about how the conversation went down where Carrie was like, Lizette, I'm going to leave you these bras, and they'll be <laughs> hanging in my closet. And Lizette's like, oh, happy day.
1: We can... <laughs> My jewelry
2: is gone, but my bras aren't.
1: We're going to talk about Lisette in a minute, but go ahead. I interrupted your sentence. Oh,
2: speaking of boner,
1: I interrupted your boner. Um, exactly.
2: I just always thought it was funny in Growing Pains how Mike Seaver's best friend's name was Boner.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> they knew what they were doing.
2: Like naming a character Boner.
1: One of the greatest <laughs> TV theme songs of all fucking time. As long as we got,
2: got each, each other, other da-da-da. we got the world spinning right. And my
1: friends Michelle and jeannie and I in college used to go whenever throughout the dorm we would just be singing that song That's all the fun. time. That's so fun. Uh, yeah. We don't
2: talk about the Torkelsons enough either. I loved that show.
1: Oh my god! I don't think I watched that show. I loved the Torkelsons. Did you watch Eureka's Castle?
2: Yes.
1: So, like, I watched that as a really young kid. And I rode
2: hard for Eureka's I, Castle.
1: I, I sort of feel like I blocked it out of my memory. And then it showed up in some social media thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was obsessed with that. But it was, like, probably before my... Probably. <laughs> 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 before <laughs> before my brain was, like, fully developed or something. So, it was, like, it was in the deep recesses of my brain. Yes. And then I was like, oh, my God. It all came back to me, like, sitting in front of the TV, loving that show. I
2: loved that show. And Allegra's Window.
1: Yeah. Yeah, what and was, that was it. Was that a Nick? I think so. Okay. Uh, can we talk about Lissette? Since we were sort of on Lissette. Yeah. Uh, she and Che Diaz had this moment when Che Diaz came for the final supper. Mm-hmm. And Lissette says, oh, I, lo- I loved your podcast.
2: Thrilled to meet Che Diaz.
1: Thrilled. And also said this line that made me laugh so hard. Where it was like, any new comedy things I need to be looking out for? Or it was something like yeah. that. It was yeah. like, what? What kind of question is that? <laughs> and Che Diaz
2: was like, I'm transitioning. The old me is fucked and the new me isn't here yet. And Lizette's like, Oh, I felt the same way when I moved from LA to, LA to New York. Um, so I made this butterfly ring. And, and Che's like, Oh, to represent your metamorphosis. And Lizette's like, Yeah i'm also i really like butterflies i'm hella literal <laughs> I,
1: I've, never, I've never hated a seymour
2: i was like what the fuck is happening and also this like <laughs> world that we live in that like every single person who meets che diaz is like taken by them like right. like hypnotized by by their charms and i'm just like be so fucking for real like I, yeah i'm not saying sarah sarah ramirez is not a beautiful person i am saying the fact that just anyone of any age, whatever, is like obsessed with Che Diaz. Like, in
1: this world. In this but world. In the, and then in the outside world, like everyone universally hates the character. Yes. like It's shocking. There's it, so such a disconnect. Yes. And we just need to cut a lot of these characters. We have to. There's too many characters to service. And in this episode, which I actually really did like, I thought this was a, I mean, comparatively. Yeah, we had fun. I like it, the episode. But- there's too many characters to service. And so, so many of them are getting shortchanged. And then it feels like we're just like sort of throwing new ones in. Like we're throwing smoke in there. Like yes. that other comedian's girlfriend. Yeah.
2: One. Yeah. Jackie's, yeah, significant other.
1: And I'm like, okay, do we need this extra? We need another character. We got all these other people. Like I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing with Nia Wallace. I know. And, uh, LTW. And it's like, let's service the ones we got.
2: The LTW stuff I thought was really, weird i feel like they were very flippant about her miscarriage and like this whole storyline where she's like she she told charlotte just like oh yeah i lost it and then they just like were like anyways and like someone else like then sema arrives at the party and i was like this is like some heavy stuff and then she has like a brief scene with herbert where she like cries in the bathroom about like did i did i cause this you know and i was like that's like really heavy and you're giving it like 20 seconds of screen time yeah
1: I know. It doesn't, I don't, and there obviously I think has to be behind the scenes stuff of like, maybe they didn't have availability with the actors or I know like with Naya Wallace, I feel like she's doing morning show. She's a main cast member. So maybe they just didn't have much time with her right? or they plan to do more, but then the episodes are so long. I'm like, well, I I don't know. Just how do you service all these people? And then we keep diving deeper into people like Lissette. And I'm like, I just don't know that we need
2: that. We don't. We really don't.
1: And is the audience really like craving that?
2: I was also confused by Carrie's guest list for this intimate dinner of 16 to say goodbye to an apartment that she's had for 25 years. It's like, oh, Jackie, you come and bring your girlfriend smoke and Lisette, you come and I'll leave you my bras. (laughs) I was just like, wouldn't you want it to be like people who have been in your life for like... All that time,
1: and I think it would be it would work better if we didn't have such a long history with this show and the other characters. So we we see have seen this season people like Enid, um, yes, or other people who've been in Carrie's life for a long time, or who was that other woman? um, uh, her name's slipping me, the one who was married to Nathan Lane in the original series, mm-hmm. who we've seen a couple times pop up. It's like, mm-hmm. those are characters I feel like she has a longer-standing relationship with, but then, narratively, it's like we're just having to throw Naya Wallace in there, even though is having to say, like, I don't know any of these people.
2: right? <laughs> like, why right. am I
1: going to this thing? Who
2: the fuck are all these people? Yeah, I don't know them.
1: And, which I think we talked about this last time, but, like, Carrie, I don't understand her inviting Che Diaz after publicly shaming her best friend Miranda I know. at that comedy show. I know. It's like, why is Che going to be there? And why didn't Carrie say like, what the fuck are you saying to my friend?
2: Yeah. What's wrong with you? I, sorry if I've already mentioned this. I saw multi I saw something on social media, like multiple things. And I heard from people being like, Samantha Jones would have never stood for that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's true. Like, I, Carrie said nothing to Che Diaz about the Miranda of it all. And then, of course, the fact that, like, Miranda sidles up to Che Diaz at Carrie's and Che Diaz is, like, ripping shots because Che Diaz behaves like they're a college student. It's, like, exhausting.
1: Right. I, the age stuff, up too. And it's, like, how old are we supposed to believe these characters right. are? Like, I don't... Even with the LTW stuff, I thought it was interesting. It was kind of strange to me that it, like, never even came up did it come up like the age and maybe it was like alluded to, but I I just thought there could have been like an interesting conversation about like this woman who got pregnant at 52 yeah. unexpectedly. And I, I don't know. I thought there could have been so much juicy stuff to yeah. talk about or dialogue, but then I, I felt like it was, it was maybe like, I guess sort of alluded to in losing
2: the child. But... And then we get, you know, 20 minutes of Che Diaz screen time instead of <laughs> digging into the LTW of it all. Oh, also there was like a two second, plot where Giuseppe like maybe going back to Rome and Anthony's like <laughs> what going. and he's trying to figure out like if he should lose his ass virginity to Giuseppe and he's like I'm not certain if I'm staying in the States you have a wallop yeah <laughs> you have a wallop and then by the end of the episode, when Carrie makes them play that insufferable game where they all name what they're letting go of, Giuseppe she's is all like, of
1: a sudden the student council uh, leadership conference.
2: I hate forced merriment. <laughs> I really do. I hate when I'm at a party and people are like, "Ring a ding, ding! We're playing a game now." Like, yeah, yeah. I'm. Sh- I don't want to play a game. I'm having a nice time chatting.
1: Like, let me have this cocktail and just enjoy.
2: Don't don't make me perform for you.
1: Right. Right,
2: come up with a word, and so Giuseppe is like, "I'm letting go of Rome," and then of course Carrie's like, "Expectations."
1: And if it's a if it's an intimate dinner party, like, do we need the icebreakers? Because doesn't everyone everyone should be knowing each other? Well, intimately. they should, but, <laughs> but because it's so loose,
2: Jake noticed that Carrie was missing an extension that entire scene.
1: <gasps> she had like
2: one extra long piece, like boob level long, and the rest was like not as long.
1: I loved her dress. Did you, you love it? I did. Did you not love it?
2: I no oh interesting i mean like it was carrie like for sure yeah it was just giving like tim burton prom to me in a way that like i didn't i didn't adore it was like jenna ortega like promoting like wednesday like on a red carpet Mm, mm, you know mm -hmm, what i mean
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know they were all commenting how how beautiful the table looked and i as a tablescape person myself i was like i don't think it looks that great
2: (gasps) like it was fine it. it was fine yeah.
1: It was fine. There were so many goddamn candles lit in that place, though. So many fucking candles.
2: I was confused about... So the bathroom is through Carrie's closet. And there were a lot of people passing through that closet to get to the bathroom. And there was one shot where it was like there were giant like taper candles like in the bathroom. Like... There was a shot of it, but then when they were in there, there were just tiny tea lights. And so the candle continuity, there were a lot of candles, but I also have questions.
1: There were even candles lit in like the cabinets, I know. which I thought like, what are you doing? I know. you're That's gonna, a fire hazard.
2: It is a fire hazard. Yeah. You're going
1: to blow up all these people. Maybe yeah. that was, I was actually maybe hoping that was the case.
2: Yeah, it would have been <laughs> Get exciting Get rid of some TV. characters.
1: It would have been an easy way to just sort of explain, like, oh, some of them made it out, some oh, of them didn't. didn't oh,
2: Lizette didn't make it.
1: Sorry, Lisette didn't make it. JDS Smoke, whoever that is, or whoever these other people are that we're just throwing in there. I think the layout of the apartment has been changing, right?
2: Yes. Because
1: I thought the bathroom was off Carrie's bedroom.
2: Yes. Right, but then when LTW is like, excuse me, and she like walks through the closet to go cry in the bathroom... Then we find her in the bathroom.
1: So I think we're led to believe that there might be two bathrooms in Carrie's apartment. Yet uh Naya Wallace has that gorgeous apartment and mm-hmm. only one bathroom through the bedroom, which through I know could be a New York thing. But I still stand by the fact that even in New York, in that specific Naya Wallace apartment, there'd be two ba- a half bath, half an extra bath. half bath.
2: A powder room. A
1: powder room. Something from Miranda to shit in while the, <laughs> it, while the professor's getting railed. Getting railed. Excuse my language. Uh, let's take a break here and then we're gonna come back. I have so many I mean, we're not even getting to the cat. No. We're not even the good cat of it all. Huh. Uh, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. We'll be right back. Thank you to ACAST. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. And we're back, Hannah. We're back. Okay, should we talk about uh, what Anthony's ass virginity a little more? Sure. Because I feel like there's just a lot there. So much. I'm so glad they gave Anthony like a full Mm storyline. But do you believe he's in love with this gentleman, Giuseppe? I want to. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. You know, he said this line of, like, I've only been in love one other time. And then just, I was like, oh, you in love? And then mm-hmm. I thought that was like a sweet moment. Yeah. Even though it still is blasphemous to me what they did to Stanford.
2: A hundred percent. Like
1: the explanation, which I've read in interviews with Michael Petra King uh, as well, is that. Him and Sarah Jessica Parker, mm. have you heard this story? No. Okay, so I might be getting a few details wrong, you can go look it up, but him and Sarah Jessica Parker went to Kyoto after the Sex in the City 2 movie. Okay. After it got really terrible reviews. Uh-huh. The two of them went, and he said he was in a really low place, and sort of looking around, and I think he was inspired, Think maybe had the thought cross his mind of like, maybe he'll just live here and become a monk. Mm. And he said, "I think Sarah Jessica Parker wasn't as like dissuaded or upset about the bad reviews for Sex and the City too. Mm-hmm. Which, if you go back and watch it, is a pretty pretty bad movie. Agreed. With a few little moments of high points. Uh-huh. And I think that was our a uh, best amuse bouche for the series. Yes, because it's very tonally, I think, similar. Where yes. you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> That's how you're watching the show. Like, yes. what the fuck are they doing? Um, but." So that's how that storyline came to be. And I'm not an expert, right? What the fuck do I know? I'm just giving my opinion. (laughs) But it's sometimes like you might have gone through, they say write what you know, Mm -hmm. and you might go through something and want to write that for a character. But I think the hard thing with this show is that when you do that and write your own life into these characters' lives, it's like they already we already have a history with these characters. So we already kind of, they already have the way that they are right so then when you're putting on your own thing into this character sometimes it might not work it right doesn't
2: like, align. like
1: I understand that unless Stanford was always written as Michael Patrick King which maybe right. it was so maybe that's a bad example I yeah. don't think it was but so when you're putting that it's like well I understand you went through that experience but like we also it doesn't track necessarily with Stanford Right? like
2: does it make sense yeah yeah that's, That's
1: where it like loses me. And I've, heard, there's been a couple storylines like that. Like even we complained about the, uh, Nia Wallace and the baby gift thing. Yes. And then some people had pointed out to me that on that companion podcast, they say, well, I guess somebody had that experience.
2: They got a fuck you gift that was a thousand dollars to, for their ex.
1: Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's a bad example because it's a newer character, so you could maybe put more sure, of your sure, personal sure. stuff on there. So I don't know where I'm going with this. but you know what I'm you sort totally. of get what I'm saying, right?
2: Yes, yes i um, I wanted to ask you, do you believe Carrie as a cat mom? No, I don't either. not a- at all. And I'm a cat mom, and I love cats, as yeah. you know. I mean, looking at Shu, like <laughs> like at their little muse, I wanted a kitten, but
1: wait, was Shu? supposed to be still a kitten because didn't we see the it was it the same kitten that we had met months ago at the vet
2: oh yeah
1: but yet it, so much time has passed but it was still a, kitten. a tiny
2: kitten that's a good point side note if i were to name a kitten shoe it would be after my favorite actress <gasps> of all time elizabeth shoe
1: oh my god is there an andrew shoe maybe is that a man from melrose place or something Is he
2: related to elizabeth i don't know you should get Elizabeth Shue on the pod. I would <gasps> Wait, actually she... have a panic attack.
1: Elizabeth Shue was um, Karate Kid and
2: Heart and Souls, Adventures okay. in Babysitting. Okay. Hamlet oh yeah. Two.
1: Oh my God, Adventures in Babysitting. I know. Are you fucking kidding me? Iconic. With that movie. Didn't they remake that with Joan Hill?
2: <laughs> you know. <if> they... <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I think they did. Did they really? Or they
1: did like a he was a babysitter. <gasps> was yeah. There was a movie where like he's Elizabeth Shue, and I just have to say again to Hollywood. We should not be replacing Elizabeth Shue with Jonah Hill.
2: Absolutely, spiritually or
1: otherwise, because it's not the same. Do
2: you remember when Bethany talked about how she wanted to make a Hanukkah movie and she wanted to make Leah Michelle the lead because Leah Michelle is quote Jewish and Leah Michelle is like very much not. And then she's like, and Seth Rogen will play my husband and I'll play the mom.
1: Oh my God. No, I don't remember that.
2: It was long. I think you're the one who alerted me to it.
1: There's so much Bethany stuff coming that I cannot remember at all. It all, all. blurs like, together. It all blurs together. Crab to oil. But wait, speaking of that, uh, on the same similar topic, there's this new movie on Netflix called Oh God, You're Not Invited. You're So Not Invited to My bar, Bat Mitzvah. Oh. And it's an Adam Sandler movie. His daughter plays the lead. Okay. It's very like his whole family's in it. The okay. wife's in it. The two daughters are in it. it. Explains why I didn't get to read for it. But Beast Adina Menzel is <gasps> the wife. Of Adam baby. Sandler. Anyway, it's like so sweet. Like I put it on and it just came out. I really encourage people to watch it. Like it was it's kind of like Are You There God It's Me Margaret mixed with like a harder comedy. Oh,
2: cute. Like
1: I thought it was so special, really. Like I I don't maybe my expectations were too low, but I went went into it and I was like this is fantastic. Like it's so sweet and and funny and cute and s- smart and I just, I thought it was special. I
2: love that. So it's
1: on one of those streaming Netflix, maybe something. Okay. I'll watch it this weekend. Anyway. um, No, back to the cat mom thing. I don't imagine her as a cat mom. I don't either. No.
2: And like in the end, when she was like holding her cat, like waving at Aiden, very practical magic vibes. You know, (sighs) you could argue in the end when Jillian is holding the cat. Sure. She wasn't giving Jillian. She was giving SJP with a cat and I didn't believe it.
1: You know, I'm worried I'm going to possibly become a witch. Because Mm. I do love Practical Magic so much. And Mm -hmm. it's a lot of like witch content is coming up on my TikTok now because of the fall vibes. Yeah. And I'm talking like people doing spells, like mixing like lavenders and stuff. And I find it so hypnotic. And I was watching the other day. I'm like, I could definitely see myself like accidentally becoming a witch. Oh my (laughs) God. You're like, oops. Like, like, oops. Because I see some of the spell or some, I guess they call, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I think they call them spells where they're mixing. I'm talking like... Put lavender, you know, in practical magic. How they yeah. have those kinds of spells?
2: Totally, like they're making an elixir. They're making a, you know, pancakes for Mister Hallett.
1: Hannah, I'm watching these videos, and I'm like, it looks so cozy. I'm like thinking I'm gonna invite Hannah one over one day in November, and we're gonna mix some. Uh, That'd be I don't so know fun. some. Uh, um, I don't know frogs' tails or something. Not actual. Yeah. You know, we'll do. Eye foe. of newt. Yeah, well, like an I of newt, yeah. and some lavender uh, blossoms. Yeah. And maybe, like, some apple cider. some I don't know what it'll be.
2: With, like, a mortar and And a pestle? And
1: then you warm it. And then it'll, like, ward off evil spirits or something.
2: That sounds really fun. Don't you have, like, a fantasy? I definitely do. Where, like, even though I love, like, sharing on social media and, like, that stuff, I would love for my career to be so rock solid and to just be so relevant that I could just throw social media Mm -hmm. away, get a tiny cottage in, like, New England, Mm. and just, like live my life quietly well, I and always, peacefully.
1: I was just talking about this on my I guess my last Orange County recap with Bethany, who yeah. keeps coming up.
2: <laughs> Somehow. She's
1: like the Voldemort of this podcast. Yeah. But she, I, I was saying like wouldn't you just want to like go off and to be posting like every meal, every trip to the store and recording everything. I'm like,
2: you don't have to be doing, why that.
1: would you, I, if I made all that money and I didn't have to be doing that kind of stuff, like, yeah. I don't think that I would want to be doing that I stuff. Would
2: fuck off forever. I, I think of the celebrities who don't have social media, like, you know, your Emma stone, your are
1: Julie Roberts posting like once a year.
2: Yes. Yes. I'm like, that is the dream mm-hmm. because they don't even have to like, right. they have a career, whether they do it or they don't.
1: Yeah. Or just posting like I don't know What you want When you want Instead of Just like Every time you're eating Crab in a hotel room With the garbage bag Like you're yeah. thinking I need to post this
2: Yeah Every time I'm slurping The meat out of a crab leg I have to make it. Or like showing How TikTok. you make
1: Like a basic ass salad With just like Like it's Just lettuce in a parmesan I know like It's like Do we need a recipe for that
2: She's like That's how I make my bagel I take out a bagel I put butter on it it's so good mm, so good It's like Okay <laughs> Uh, Everything but the bagel seasoning From Trader Joe's I put on my bagel With the little capers mm, So it's like no shit No shit
1: Right No shit No shit
2: Wait Also we got a scene with Miranda and Steve
1: Miranda Steve like, ah. was the speaking Spanish At the beginning of that scene The guy's like You don't have to speak Spanish it's Like speaking English And then all of a sudden He like slipped back Into his like Steve And said something Where are we gonna put the beer <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And was, Brady was just like conveniently riding his bike again. when the parents, I was like, oh my God. What
2: is with this trope of Brady riding up on his bike at the end of every scene with Steve in front of his new spot? And in that scene, Steve said something like, uh, Miranda, the last couple of years, it's like I've been in this cyclone. It's <laughs> shocking that my head isn't smashed on the ground like a watermelon. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that got really dark, really fascinating. He's like, ah, the past is the past. <laughs> we could just be friends, right?
1: <laughs> and she's like, You were you went right, I'm doing Steve from Randall. <laughs> she said something about like how you were you were wrong about us or something and he's like, I was right about you for some of the time. <laughs> and
2: then yeah, she's like he's like, ah. he's like ah, I was right about you for some of the time. I was right to get that place in Brooklyn. We could never afford it now. <laughs>
1: poor steve and then why wasn't steve at the dinner party like i thought they like set us, for steve. they said he was going to be there because it wasn't it a thing they said like oh both your exes are going to be there Miranda. yeah and then steve was just not there i was like where the fuck steve what but lizette steve? is there yeah and smoke and like, smoke
2: <laughs> gotta save a seat for lizette and smoke
1: I, I like got so mad at that the what's the other comedian's name jackie jackie and this was another thing that I saw Michael Patrick King say. So I'm sorry to keep bringing this up from this interview I read. But he was saying, like, people don't like to watch stand-ups. And it's like, yeah, no shit. And so why do we bring in more stand-ups? Like, why
2: are, so and many they had stand-ups. that
1: moment with Che and that guy where uh, Smoke was like, that's how stand-ups communicate with each other. And it's like, yeah, we don't like watching that. Like, stop it. Enough Enough like,
2: I don't want to see y'all doing bits
1: I'm sorry Like if you They seem to know that That no one wants to watch Stand-up comedians Talk about being stand-up comedians Or doing stand-up yeah. So like Then why do we keep Throwing it at the audience Yeah Right Like well, you know that It's
2: like being at a party Where you're the only one Who's not on the improv team And they're all like oh, boom, <laughs> like, doing oh bits God. across the room. Yeah. Just
1: yes-anding the shit out yes of everything. Yes-anding and
2: doing, like, niche inside jokes that, like, are from improv practice. And yeah. you're just sitting there like, I don't get it.
1: Matt, we started dating when I was really, like, knee-deep into the improv community. Mm-hmm. And Matt, like, hates going. He doesn't like any comedy show. He doesn't want to go see stand-up. He doesn't want to go see improv. But I just think back and I'm like, man, I made him go to so many stand-up shows at, like, 1130 at night.
2: He really loves I you. mean, really,
1: like, yeah, yeah. I really deserve. He deserves the world for that. <laughs> like, because yeah, group. Anyway,
2: he was so real for
1: that. So real for that. Uh, but wait, there was something else I wanted to say about. Was it smoke? No, maybe Sema I and Ravi. Oh, I love Sema.
2: I know. I really liked this Sema Ravi storyline. The only question I had was why she was wearing like a lucite house slipper at the end of the show.
1: You know, I actually had a thought about the shoes too, because at the end of the sh- at the end of the episode, I wonder if it was symbolic because Carrie was also wearing like a a kitten heel. Yeah. Did you catch that? Yes. Did have we ever seen Carrie in a kitten heel?
2: Oh, well, they are always was kind it of like high, a, aren't they?
1: Was it like a cat
2: thing? Oh, like a kitten heel because she's a cat mom now.
1: I, I then she took them off at the end of the episode. She was barefoot.
2: She slipped them off and was like, "Yes, he's gone."
1: And even in her house, I was trying to think and. I'm sure maybe they have, but I was trying to think, have they shown her much without shoes on? Not really. I feel like she's always in a heel. In the
2: in the movie, I remember the scene where Big puts the Manolo on her and it's like a Cinderella moment. Mm, I love that. But yeah. But yeah, that's a good observation. Thank you. I also really liked when Seema and Ravi, like, so you know how the season opened with everyone having sex and then it ended with everyone having sex? Mm-hmm. I liked that after she had sex with Ravi, she was in this big sparkly green muumuu that was honestly kind of giving the Britney Spears top and drive me crazy, <gasps> but a moo and she was our like, impact. Yeah, she was she was smoking cigs, and uh, Robbie was hitting his his vape, and they were having a nice little post sex smoke sesh.
1: I don't know that we needed to see like everybody having sex. Okay,
2: I was really confused about so like Carrie and Aiden have that conversation where Aiden's like five years, and she's like, "Are you going to snap them?" <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I'll never get over that.
2: And then they have like really happy like giggly fun sex and it's just like limbs everywhere and they're really into it and I was like how could you go from that conversation to being like okay I'm fine like let's have some fun sex together right you know what I mean like it would, it, like, if it were me, it would be, like, the sex where, like, you cry before and maybe during and definitely after because you're, like, oh, my God, we want to be together, but we can't for five years. Like, this sucks. Like, it would have been a depressing night of, like, conversations until, like, 4 a.m. And then you wake up, like, moody and sad the next day.
1: Right. Have you ever cried during sex?
2: Mm. Sorry if
1: that's too personal, but I am. No,
2: I am. no, I don't think so. Have you?
1: I don't think so, no. 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 Um, but I am a crier, so Maybe. Maybe I I've,
2: I've definitely cried like after I've been like sad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're like, Oh, I'm about to like be out of town for a long time. I'm going to miss you. Kind of thing. You
1: know, I was crying laughing when they were playing that game uh, around the table and they mm-hmm. <laughs> do a word. And um, Carrie's like, what was the game? It was like letting, what are you letting go of? Yeah. You could say one word, one word. And then the first one was Che Diaz and Che Diaz was like rules. And then the whole table was like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was such they a JD's answer. aggressively laughing at yeah. that.
1: And I was like, that's not that funny. Like, let's cool it. Like, it's I don't need so Charlotte at cross at the table being like, <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. Meanwhile, Charlotte should have been pissed because Charlotte would have heard the story about how j d Diaz said all that shit about Miranda at the comedy club. So I don't think Charlotte would have been like, oh my God, you're so funny.
2: <laughs> Charlotte should have been shooting JD's dirty looks across the table for what they did to her
1: friend. what do you make of the Charlotte of it all? She got a new cell phone. She was hungover.
2: Yeah. I I appreciated when she was like, Harry's like, I can't do it all, Charlotte. And she's like, you are doing the bare minimum of what women are, are asked. And then she's like, no, expected to do right. when it comes to housework every day until the end of time. And I appreciated her like standing up for herself and being like, Harry, you're being a little bitch. Uh-huh. I need you to help me.
1: And it felt unexpected too because I sometimes feel like that storyline's been done in other shows yeah. and stuff. And I think they had just like a nice little twist on it yeah. where it was like, she, it, her response, like you just said was no, Harry, like you can handle it instead yeah. of her giving up something or, totally. you know, I liked that. She was just like, no, like this is what we're doing and fucking figure it out.
2: And I liked that she was hung over so that she like quite literally didn't have like the capacity to get super heated or emotional about it. She was like, Harry, I can't do loud noises right now. So I'm going to say this very quietly. You're being a little bitch. Yeah. And I was like, cute
1: i also think with charlotte the her whole arc this season to me she was my favorite part of the season yeah like, i just think she had a really good arc and interesting storyline she was funny and mm-hmm. and i don't know had good stuff going on but i thought it was fascinating because i think women mothers or i mean i even feel like this lately we were talking before we started recording but it's like i think sometimes people who seemingly have it all together sometimes if they're going through a tough time or something like they can say you can say a million times, like I'm struggling a bit, I'm underwater a Mm -hmm. bit and people just sort of ignore it.
0: Mm -hmm. And I felt
1: like Charlotte was getting to the point at the end of the season where she's kind of kept saying to everybody around her, like you need to pick up some of these pieces. Like I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. And then it sort of culminated in that conversation with Harry where it was like, no, you have to handle some stuff. But it's like, sometimes I think people just kind of ignore when somebody seemingly together is saying like, I'm underwater a bit. Like, Mm -hmm listen, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. Well, well maybe and, you that's know, a therapeutic moment for Dan, me.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to say you have this week had your own Carrie Bradshaw journey of recording your audiobook. Oh, and I want yes. to ask you, has it, have you felt like Carrie when you're in the studio doing it?
1: Yeah, it's been, it, I mean, a little bit, I mean, I'm in a, i am in I imagine Carrie was in like an air conditioned place. Like mm-hmm. in the place I'm in is like a small closet and they can't put the air on because it makes noise. So I'm mm-hmm. just like sweating, dripping mm-hmm. sweat. But yes, I do feel, and it, uh, it's funny because Remember, Carrie had the she had had the audio people, and they come in your ear and they give you like they tell you to read things back, and it is way more challenging than anyone thinks because you read a million fucking times in again in a hot room, Mm -hmm. and um, so my experience is always like the the director, who's this wonderful man named Peter, but he's an older straight man, and so I'm reading these stories, and there are (laughs) so many of them are just crazy or have like ridiculous references that are. It just um so trying to explain to him sometimes or or I love like then when I hear him laugh I get so i like gives me so much energy totally. because I'm like oh if he's laughing at this but so and it's making me excited but uh I it's just wait. been I've been struggling a bit because i I just have a lot of things going on like uh, things that a lot of stuff and so I'm just this week and last week and I don't know lately in general I'm just I don't whatever. I don't mean to. Complain.
2: And you edit your own podcast and you book your own guests and you do a lot of things. And thank I'm just going to gas you up a little bit because you're booked and busy and you're doing great.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you. No, but I love this. Has been so fun getting to talk about in just like that because I feel like it's been a little breather from the Bravo stuff, which I like sometimes. And mm-hmm. and um, I don't know where were we? What were we talking about? Did we, we t- talk about Anthony and oh the sex montage? Okay, wait.
2: The sex montage.
1: So there is also that person who was with Che Diaz in the sex montage, Toby, who we met. One time after the show last week, right? Was it, Or whatever week Twice. that was.
2: We met them once at the vet because they came in and they're oh, like, right. you're Che Diaz. You're working Everyone's at a vet. Everyone's so
1: fucking impressed. So
2: taken by Che Diaz. Yeah. And then after Che like emotionally abused Miranda in front of an audience, Che was like, fuck it all. Let's go for a walk, Toby. And Toby's like, okay.
1: Right. I can't imagine Toby would have been that turned on by Che Diaz's set about Miranda.
2: Oh, my God. Like,
1: what was going on there?
2: If I were Toby, I'd be like, okay, never mind. I don't want you to make jokes like that about me.
1: Right. Um Also, wait, what was... So, Seema and the... What was that Egypt thing? Like, what did he have to do, or was he saving Egypt, or like what was? I was confused was, <laughs> if I missed that.
2: He was trying to shoot a movie in Egypt, and it was like a, in Egypt, and it was like a big deal because he had access to like shooting in front of the pyramids, and like no one had like ever done it before. But then there was like all this back and forth about whether they were going to be able to make it happen. And Semo was like, "Why can't you just fucking build a set with styrofoam pyramids? Like, what's the problem?"
1: You know what they should do? What? I'm just. I mean, this. I'm spitballing here. Please. But I almost think they should. Ha- that man should hire Che Diaz to be in that movie. So then we can get rid of a character for five months.
2: Yes. Like, wouldn't that be perfect? Che and Diaz then also is great, off shooting a film.
1: Off shooting this movie in Egypt. Like, Che Paso didn't work out. But maybe this man got a hold of the pilot. And he's like, let's put in Che Diaz.
2: Let's give Che Diaz a second shot at Hollywood.
1: Because there has to be. We I think we have to get rid of some of these people. Yeah. And I know that they're not going to get rid of Che Diaz, unfortunately. But even though the audience, and even I believe Sarah Ramirez, threw a little shade. Did you notice this week? There was like a little shade in an Instagram post. (gasps) Because there was this profile done on Che Diaz. And uh, Sarah Ramirez responded to it. And there was a little shade about like the writing in their response. And I thought it was directed to Michael Patrick King. And so I was like, maybe that might be a thing that makes the character go away because if they're in a contentious relationship and maybe I was reading too much into it.
2: Oh my gosh. This, this is the boots on the ground. Heard it here first.
1: Heard it it here first.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, do we give Samantha enough time? Is there anything else we have to say about Samantha? Well,
1: I think, um, I worry, okay, so I worry about the expectation about going forward with Samantha. I thought it was a great little scene. I thought it would have played better if we didn't know what was happening. So it would have been a nice little, little moment because it wasn't much to it. And so I think all, all of us watching had an expectation it was going to be this big thing. Mm -hmm. It was ultimately just a frivolous little moment. But uh, I think the thing that confused me is we had that like such a beautiful moment with Seema and Carrie outside that, um, the salon, the salon. And it seemed to me that what was Carrie what Carrie was saying in that scene was like, My relationship with my other friend Samantha, it is not what it used to be. So it was a little confusing to me that when we picked up with Samantha and it seemed like everything was great, even though yeah. last season we had this whole arc about their relationship. And even this season, it seemed like that was informing the situation with Seema. So my guess yeah. is that HB I really do believe this, and I could be totally wrong. It's just my guess. I think HBO was like, we need to get a Samantha cameo. They were the ones who facilitated it because mm-hmm. I don't think Michael Patrick King wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. He obviously didn't even direct it. So reading right. between the lines, there, it's like, okay, come on. So somebody else had to have wanted. Somebody else had to have done that. I don't mm-hmm. think Michael Patrick King wanted that to happen. I just mm-hmm. don't believe it. He'll probably maybe he'll say it, but I don't believe probably probably. <laughs> but. So I think that it had to have come from a higher thing. Power. Maybe producers, maybe <laughs> HBO. I don't know who wanted it. Yeah. But somebody else, because SJP, a producer on this series, seemingly very involved in the whole creation of this series. Right. She definitely didn't want it to happen. Yeah. Michael Petra King didn't want it to happen. So somebody else had to have made this happen. That's true. So I think somebody demanded it. So I, I think narratively, maybe it wasn't. They weren't supposed to have that relationship be perfect, but then they were forced to do this cameo. So they had to just like, so it was like, let's make figure it work. It out. Yeah. That's my theory. Yeah.
2: Because I mean, that's a good point because I, I, I was curious about that too. And also I feel like they probably didn't have enough time with Kim Cattrall to, have a fully fleshed out conversation about, like, Samantha, what the fuck happened? Like, what happened to us? Because if they had had that, it would have teed up maybe a return, and we're not Mm going to get that. So I had to just be like, oh, what a fabulous, fabulous flat.
1: She's like, Carrie, I was going to surprise you. Put the apartment on. Put the apartment on speaker. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Thank you for everything, you fucking fabulous, fabulous flat. I missed her. I really missed her. I also liked that they um, reprised her music from the Mm -hmm. movie. That's like...
1: And Pat Field did her wardrobe which is
2: such a slay which
1: is also like that reading behind the between the lines of that of like mm-hmm. not using the costumer that they have for the series so much drama like there's so much going on and the other thing i thought okay if they're forced to do this cameo mm-hmm. and they got a couple hours with kim cattrall mm-hmm. it was fascinating to me what's her relationship with cynthia nixon and Kristen davis because right. it would make it would have made so much i would have loved to see samantha with somebody else hmm if SJP wouldn't do it what I would have loved to seen and I don't know how they would have worked that out again I don't understand narratively how that would have worked if Samantha they want to keep her in London Mm -hmm. but it would have just been I would have loved so much more if we could have gotten Kim Cattrall with Kristen Davis or Miranda because I and then I don't know
2: yeah. I
1: agree. In person, I'm saying it was like the fact that they had Kim Cattrall with no other actor. I the know. director of the episode and the creator of the series is not involved in the scene. SJP is on a phone call filmed not with. They even said she didn't. SJP wasn't even actually on the phone. They filmed that separate. So, right. So it wasn't even like a chemistry thing of getting the two of them together. So it's like there is so much behind the scenes stuff that like none of us will probably ever know. Maybe one day they'll do like some sort of expose on it. But I just think it's like way more complicated and crazy than what they're letting on. Totally. Because there's too much ambivalence there. I know.
2: And it is interesting now that you mentioned that Michael Patrick King didn't direct that scene with Kim. I do, I did feel like tonally it was a little different. Mm -mm. And not just because it was Samantha, but like her acting seemed just like a little, just like disjointed from the rest of the cast not right. that she's not great but you know what i mean
1: oh my god wait were you so you're you caught up on how i met your father
2: oh yes okay
1: so tell me so you finally got to the episodes where john corbett is in them
2: <laughs> and he's
1: playing a love interest of hillary duff
2: yes with giant mutton chops and
1: kim cattrall is playing hillary duff as a grown person yes so how is the storyline because i don't watch the show
2: it's fucking wild so like she meets him at a party because he's a chef and she asks for ranch and he like judge judy's her about that and then he makes her ranch and they like kiss in the kitchen and then they like start dating and all her friends are like you're dating an old guy like you're dating an old guy and she's like oh my god like i don't even care like we're just having sex all the time and it's like so fun and then she thinks he might be her dad What? what? She thinks he might be her dad because she finds out that he was at the same, the first Lollapalooza seeing like Jane's addiction at the same time as her mom. And her mom told her a story how she. Slow
1: down. Slow down. I need to breathe this in. (laughs) I need to breathe it in. So, okay. 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 So Hillary thinks that John, Hillary's fucking John Corbett.
2: Yeah, they're dating.
1: And they're actually having sex.
2: Yes. No well you don't see it on the show. They just but talk they, about it. But they, they kiss talk about it. and they kiss on the mouth.
1: Oh my God. And then Yeah. Hillary thinks he might be the father. So then her father. he's like,
2: come with me to my house upstate. So we have another John Corbett's characters always just have another house. Show somewhere. us his
1: goddamn house or put him off screen or so don't talk about it.
2: We got to see the house on how I met oh, your father. Okay. So I have questions about why they have the budget for that on how I met your father, a sitcom and not and just like that. But it's neither here nor there. They go to his house, and he's like, I oh, was at Jane's Addiction at the first Lollapalooza, and she puts together that our mom was also there and was like, I fucked this really hot guy at the Jane's Addiction concert, <laughs> and that's where you were conceived. And so then Hillary Duff's like, holy fucking shit, am I having sex with my dad?
1: And this is dark-sided. <laughs>
2: and then... I mean, spoiler alert, he's not her dad.
1: Well, thank fucking God. I know. But she the like, sitcom on Hulu is exploring that maybe she was fucking her dad. Yeah. Like, and, that's wild. And
2: then she flees because she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, I'm pretty sure I've been dating my dad. Yeah.
1: She, what the fuck is going on? And
2: then he's like, oh, no, but I did make out with your mom. And they're like, well, we can't come back. For what? That. And then they break up.
1: You know What? It's happening on this show. I'm telling you. Wait, did he finish the season or series? I think or? I
2: still have like a few episodes left. I'm not fully caught up.
1: So did he just disappear? Is he done now? Yeah, he's gone. Who I'm sorry. What?
2: I think okay. it's like
1: He's sixty two years old. And how old is Hilary Duff is like thirty. She has five, like 36. 35, 36. Wow. Not that and I don't want to age um I mean whatever. He
2: played her teacher in Raise Your Voice. That's yeah, shocking. That's the weird part about that's, it to me. So he might as well be her real life dad. And I also wonder if it's, like, in John Corbett's, like, contract that, like, he will only play the romantic, like, interest of, like, extremely petite women. Oh because next God, to Hillary yeah. Duff and SJP, it's like, oh, he's so big and you're so small. Okay,
1: that's so creepy to me, though. Yeah. That, like, that whole thing. <laughs> I mean, maybe it played better, but the way you're describing it sounds fucking absurd.
2: No, Danny, it was unhinged.
1: Oh, my God. It was really Eddie, unhinged. I need, do I need to tune in? No, I'm not going no, to. No, you have to. I might.
2: You have to because I want to hear your takes.
1: I think it'll be like one of those shows, like Emily in Paris, where you're just yes. somehow some Saturday hits you, and you're just like, let me just watch all of this, and that, then and you don't even like it, but you just keep watching.
2: Exactly. That was how I spent my entire Sunday morning. It was just episode after episode of How I Met Your Father.
1: Sometimes those are fun binges. Like I might, I might probably enjoy watching that. Like, yeah, that. yeah, okay, but it's still crazy.
2: It's batshit.
1: Wait, there was something else I wanted to say about John Corbett, and I totally forgot. But they, everyone collectively has made me turn on him because I was always team maiden over mm-hmm. Big. And now I'm like, maybe we need to bring Big for back from the fucking dead because or or get him some new people.
2: Let's talk about practical magic. We do a spell, you and <gasps> I.
1: That could be our witchcraft spell. To
2: bring back Big.
1: Maybe I think. And he w-
2: comes out of the rose bushes.
1: You know, we need to do a spell to bring in some new guy for her. I know. Didn't he bring that fucking podcast producer back? That's what back? I was just going to say. He was so hot. Like, he bring was him so
2: back. hot. Even though they struggled to write like a two second ad for tampons or whatever it was.
1: Right. Um, are you glad that Anthony lost his ass virginity?
2: Yeah, he looked like he was having a great time. What I don't about not he
1: looked like he was having a great time. His face was like, <laughs> was his, like his face whoa. was like mine when you were telling the story about John Corbett and how I met your father. <laughs> 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 that was the face he was making. And it was it made me laugh that they had all that lube on the yeah. on the thing.
2: Was did I see like butter on the nightstand?
1: It was Boy Butter, which is like this Oh, it's a it's brand. like this brand of lube. I didn't know if it
2: was like real butter. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's so European. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just that bit, butter. So, and on the butter. Yeah,
2: in Italy, oh, butter as <laughs> lubricant.
1: Oh my god. I wonder if they'll bring him back. All I
2: right. I feel like they will.
1: They'll bring all these fuckers back. We're going to yeah. have to Whether sit like through it all not. them kids, all the... Wyatt will be back. Everybody will be back. Um, this season, though... Okay, wait, Naya, we, I, she did end up with the chef. Yeah. Just want to mention that. She ended yeah. up with the chef. It was very loose, so I guess. Oh, oh, that was the other thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. When they were at the table and the chef was making the olives.
2: <laughs> yes. Okay.
1: Like, what the fuck? The It olives. was an
2: olive medley.
1: Where... It was so funny to me when Naya was, like, eating the olive and then was, like, making those euphemisms. Like, yeah. like oh, and then I just suck it up. And she yeah. up looking at the chef. She's like,
2: it exploded in my mouth. I wasn't expecting that.
1: And everyone's just sitting there and...
2: They're yeah. like, oh, Naya. They, they, she was. Jake was like, oh, is she just like giving Samantha now? Like, is that what this character <laughs> oh, is doing?
1: It's like they. I think everyone wants to write those lines. What a fun character to write, Samantha! Like, totally. And so you want to give those lines to someone. So it's like everybody's just has to cosplay Samantha. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. Oh, but I feel like, to your point earlier, it didn't feel like in line with who we've known Naya to be the rest of the series. Like I don't feel like she's ever been that bold. And maybe she's like maybe they're setting her up to step into this new like sexual power, whatever. And great. Let's but just it,
1: let Naya go be on morning show. Like if we aren't gonna have the actor for enough time. Yeah. Then let her go on morning let show. Let her live. Yeah, that show's crazy too. Like, let them go live over there. Anyway, um, this series though, and just like that, so it got picked up for season three. Mm-hmm. Shy, scary sound effect. I don't know where that is, um, but <laughs> it did get picked up, so it's coming back. So buckle up, baby. Yeah, this show is crazy. I love it watching it. It's fun, so fun to recap. I think I've been having the best time. I've had with you. a
2: great time. like. It's so
1: fun to dive in. So even though we're nitpicky and picking it apart, it's because it's we're having fun, and I don't ever want this show to go away. Even though it's crazy a lot of the times, and and really actively makes me enraged most of the Mm -hmm. time. And I do think much of this season was maybe worse than last season. Yeah. And yet. And yet. Book them for another five more years. We need it. Imagine if it runs longer than the original.
2: Oh, my God. It's that, like,
1: that's where I'll have a problem. And just problem. like that. A problem. <laughs> that's where I'm going to have a problem.
2: And just like that, season 45.
1: Like, I just... How many seasons was the original Sex and the City? I think like? seven. Seven. So, it, I just want to just... Uh, all of us collectively agree that, yes, we need it to go on for many more seasons, mm-hmm. but we need to stop it. We before, need to know when to say when. Just for respect purposes. I think that's where I land on it. Did yeah. you have any other thoughts?
2: Oh, did you like how the episode ended with Seema and Carrie in Greece? Oh,
1: Uh, no. Why Maybe, Maybe I did. It was like a nice light ending. I think the thing that I didn't like about it was clearly that it was Los Angeles Beach. Like that's (laughs) what, it like really threw me off because I feel like I knew exactly where they were.
2: That's so funny. And it was
1: just like in between two rocks. So it was like an easy location for them to get. And I was just like, this does not feel like Greece to me. You're like shut up! You're not in Greece. But it was nice to have them together and having fun. I I'm pissed. We're, we're I guess never ha- seeing them in the Hamptons. I guess
2: never. I know Carrie's like I can't do the Hamptons. I'm like, what the fuck do you have against the Hamptons? Why are you actively it's avoiding Bethany the Hamptons? Frankel. It and, and fair enough, they honestly. It, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't want to run.
2: I I wouldn't either. Uh, a cosmopolitan on the beach doesn't sound appetizing to me.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No. To me, that's What's like a night drink. drink.
2: Uh... Mm, a margarita, probably a spicy margarita with tahini. Frozen? No, on the rocks. What about you?
1: I think I would do a fr- like a frozen a pina colada. Yeah, no, I don't like. uh I love coconut, but not in a drink form. Daiquiri. Yeah, maybe like a daiquiri. Yummy. Yeah, uh, not too sweet though. I, I sometimes they make those drinks too sweety, and it's like no. That's why I don't no really sweetie. do blended. Yeah.
2: No, sweetie. Yeah, no, um. So. I also liked hearing Carrie speak Greek, and I'm <laughs> floppy air quotes speak Greek. She's like, "Baruma nevio uh, to cosmopolitans. and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I'm sorry if that guy earlier in the episode was going to be like Steve, just speak English. Like, I really wanted the server to be like, "Ma'am, please just tell me what you'd like." But
1: can I just say that at least like Carrie's Greek accent and Steve's Spanish work were still better than the actor doing. The Giuseppe actor playing Giuseppe, like it's like both of them, I felt like were better than Giuseppe's accent. Where I'm like, I've seen the actor in interviews. I've been sending you clips because the actor in interviews is not speaking like that. No, and very much American. He's doing like a very interesting work.
2: Yeah,
1: and it's I want your. I want to do it up your butt. There was that part. Like, a lot. There
2: was the part where he was talking to them about how he might go back to Rome. And he's like, I want to be, uh, uh, how you say, uh, uh and it was yeah. like, and, uh, Harry's how like impenetrable. And he's like impenetrable. Yes. And I was like, this is giving like Hilaria Baldwin, like not knowing what right. a, what a cucumber is. Like, how you say, uh, d- a cucumber. I think at one
1: of the times he was trying to say the word stop or something. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh what is the word? And he kept saying that and I was like then he landed on stop or something and I was like
0: what? <laughs> I like, say uh... oh I
1: love it. I love it. Uh, Hannah, this has been so fun. And ball. again, you'll come back for something and maybe join me on a tour date or two. two so get tickets at everythingiconic.com. And um, anything else you want to say before you leave listeners for at least a short time? Oh
2: my gosh, You'll no. come back though. Thank you so much for having me, Danny, like on this ride with you. It's been so fun. And listeners, thank you so much for, for loving these episodes as much as we love recording them. It's been so nice. I think we
1: should recap like some other, not Bravo show, like some other bizarre, yeah. like an Emily in Paris or something.
2: Oh. Oh, something
1: crazy. That something w- mean We should do morning show. Great. Morning show. I don't know. That's, hard. it's like a, cra- it's, cra- anyway. <laughs> I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that
0: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
1: I love you all so much for listening. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, um, goodbye.
2: Oh yeah. Oh wait, can I plug my show? Oh yeah. Oh, and if you want to follow me, follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter. Hannah A. Brown zero on TikTok and listen to my podcast. You seem you- so
1: stressed right now.
2: Oh my God. No. Cause I feel like I'm like forcing you no, to j- let me plug this. No, you're not forcing um, it. and, uh, listen to my podcast. You know, you love us, which is a gossip girl slash pop culture podcast. Check it out.
1: Yeah. So go subscribe to it. Go give it a nice review and listen and follow Hannah. Not the other Hannah. Follow <laughs> this Hannah.
2: Hannah A. Brown. I can't stress that enough.
1: Hey, 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 Brown. Yeah. Um, Okay. I love you, Hannah. Love you. um, Bye, everyone.
0: Bye.